Early signing day is just 13 days away. Northwestern obviously uh, has gone through a rough patch here, so how's everything going to shake out? Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Northwestern, your daily podcast on the Northwestern Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in. This is Locked On Northwestern, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Northwestern your first listen every day. We really appreciate it. Uh, we're for anything and everything Northwestern. We're here. And uh, yeah, we are available wherever you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can find us. Uh, we're also on YouTube. Just search Locked On Northwestern and you can find us there. Wherever you are listening, make sure you subscribe and turn on notifications. Uh, and you don't want to miss an episode because we're pumping out, what, four or five episodes a week here uh, in the middle of the week and uh, might start doing some stuff on the weekends. Uh, I'm your host, Carter Bird. Um, and yeah, let's jump right into this thing because early signing day is just around the corner. And uh, that's just an added layer to the chaos around college football right now. Uh, Northwestern right now, I believe, as it sits, depending on where you look, I think Rivals has Northwestern sitting with 19 commitments uh, and ranked 28th in the recruiting rankings. Um, I'll be honest. I think that's pretty impressive. I think that's pretty impressive given a, a multitude of factors um, that, that, look, you're coming off a 1-11 year. You haven't won a football game since August. Yes, there is the optimism of the new Ryan Field, um, but these guys that are going to be on campus are not really going to experience that or might be able to experience that at the very end of their careers. And now with, with early entrance into the NFL draft, with the transfer portal, it's probably less and less likely that that's going to affect um, – a high schooler's de decision on whether to on where to go to college, um, or even a junior college guy. A junior college guy, it wouldn't affect it at all because they would not be there for any of those things. Uh, the vibes right now around Northwestern football are not great. Three of the last four years have been extremely difficult. Um, four wins the last two seasons. Just has not trended in a good direction at all. Uh, the momentum has been complete, completely stunted. Things have not gone um, well on the field. And I think that there's a multitude of factors there. I mean, you you heard Fitz this offseason. This fall camp talk about this spring was the first time they were able to get back in the building and work out and getting meet, meeting rooms together. And... I think that you're seeing the the effects of the two years where they weren't allowed basically in the building. Um, those effects are still there, and it's going to take time to to kind of catch back up with everybody else. And look, we know that um, recruiting there are disadvantages for being Northwestern with the 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 academic portion of it. It limits the talent pool. 
Uh, talent pool is a lot more. Di- it's a lot more difficult to go and acquire uh, high-level blue-chip athletes because that talent pool is a lot smaller. It's this is a lot different than the pool that Alabama's working with, or the pool that Georgia or Florida or Ohio State or USC. All those schools. Uh, I think it's a it's a little bit easier to get um, get push players through academically. Um, we know that Northwestern is one of the best schools in the country, and it, it's the same issues that are going on at Stanford. Um, that's something that David Shaw was fighting up until the day that he retired, and that that there are people behind the scenes in the athletic department at Stanford trying to uh, get some leniency. Uh, when it comes to academics for football, so that talent pool is not cut in half, or I mean, it, I guess it could be uh, even smaller than that potentially. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's Northwestern's had to um, face a lot of struggles with the fact that that putting together a recruiting class, but they've done a really good job to have 19 commits at this point. There are teams that had, don't even have. Uh, that barely have double digits at this point in the year. And I know early signing day is 13 days away, uh, but to have a class that's sitting at 28 right now is pretty strong. It's pretty strong. And the way that they've been able to hold the class together, um, I think has been nothing short of impressive. Um, And to add a couple four stars as it sits right now uh, and a whole lot of three stars, it's needed. New new blood is needed in the program. New talent is needed in the program. I don't know how many of the guys coming in are going to make instant impacts. That remains to be seen. I think the guys that get in early in January and go through spring practice, they'll obviously have a better chance to make that impact. But it's 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 certainly a challenge for Northwestern. Uh, especially in this cycle with the way that things just have not gone well on the field. If things, if you build off that Nebraska game, if you beat Duke, if you beat Southern Illinois, if you beat Miami of Ohio, you start 4-0 and and the whole season turns out differently, where could things be? I don't know. I think that they would certainly be better, but instead you're sitting on an 11 game losing streak with this with this incoming class and it's it's nothing short of amazing that uh you've been able to hold it together to this point whether whether it stays held together between now and December 21st that remains to be seen but uh and we're we're going to talk I guess about that here in a second because um some of the 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 staff decisions have impacted um the future of this program and what um what the the this class could potentially look like and we're going to look at that in a second we're going to see some of the reactions of some of the turnover on staff with with the recruits and what that means for this class but but first let's let's talk about our friends at LinkedIn These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. 
You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Just add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that, that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply also thank you for making locked on northwestern your first listen today for your second listen today check out locked on sports today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts uh, and insights only locked on can Provide Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's jump into this because let's let's talk about the, the turnover on staff and how it could potentially um, affect this class that is built. You you obviously fire the, the defensive coordinator, Jim O'Neill, um, you fire the defensive line coach, Marty Long, and you fire uh, the wide receivers coach, Dennis Springer. Right now, you have one, maybe two, I guess I would consider it two wide receiver commits in Ricky uh, Ahumarezi, uh, and I might be pronouncing that wrong, but that's the best I could do right now without having it uh, the, the pronunciation in front of me. Frank Covey the fourth are your two wide receiver commits. And then on the defensive line, you have Tyler Gant, uh, three-star defensive tackle. By, by the way, both of those receiver commits, they are a three-star receiver out of Missouri and a three-star athlete out of Mont Mount Prospect, Illinois. Um, on the defensive line, you have Tyler Gant, a three-star defensive tackle out of St. Louis. Dylan Roberts, a three-star defensive tackle out of Peoria, Arizona. Uh, Michael Kilbane, who's one of the headliners of this class, a four-star defensive end out of Lakewood, Ohio. And then Mason Robinson, a three-star defensive end out of Maryland. Those four are your defensive line commits. And then, of course, if you just look at defense, you've got two more linebackers, Nigel Glover and Justin Cryer, a pair of three-stars from Ohio and Texas. And then you've got uh, four DB commits in Jacob Lewis, Cole Shivers, Joshua Fussell, and Damon Walters, all four of those being uh, being three stars as well. So we know that the turnover on the staff is probably going to have some sort of effect on, on this class. Um, as far as right now, the, the most vocal – is the defensive line group. They're not happy at all. Uh, Michael Kil Kilbane was upset um, because of his relationship with um, Jim O'Neill and Marty Long. Um, but, you know, 
he did give Fitz the 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 benefit of the doubt and say that that he trusts him to make the the right decisions for the future of Northwestern's program. Um, and then, I mean, it's just it's been one of those days or one of those one of those last couple of weeks here where I mean, you see Tyler Gant has not been happy because of his relationship with long. Um, But again, another guy who said that he, he trusts um, fits to make the right, right decision. Um, And then, I mean, even, I mean, Dylan Roberts said that he was concerned as well, but, but uh, well, I guess, uh, yeah, Dylan Roberts said he was concerned. Uh, Mason Roberts said, look, he's, but all these guys right now appear to be out on the surface. Their their words say that they're still part of the class. Um, Mason Roberts still plans to be a part of the class, I think. Dylan Roberts and Tyler Gant for sure. Kill uh, Kilbane we'll talk about here in a little bit because uh, that one's a little bit up in the air. But um, the fact that nobody jumped ship right off the bat, I think that's key. Um, and the wide receiver group, similar thing. Um, your two have have kind of hung in there. Your other defensive commits have hung in there. And I think that that's key. Um, that shows the, the level of trust and respect that these guys have in Fitz, a guy who's a really good coach and has shown it over the course of his career, uh, to to – piece together a staff that was going to put these guys in the best place to succeed. Um, I think it's certainly, it, it has a chance of, of working out for all these guys. Um, but at the same time, you can't bank on all six of these guys. And then even the other defensive commits to be all of them, to be a part of the class by the time, early signing day comes around because when you do have shakeups on coaching staffs, things um, you lose guys, you lose guys uh, to, to other schools. You have guys that want to take a step away from their commitment. That's just part of the game these days in recruiting. And I don't think that, that this is going to be, I think it would be foolish to, to make the assumption that um, both of or all of these guys are going to be a part of this class. I think you it's one of those things where you need to prepare for for the worst and then be surprised by by the result. And we're going to talk about, I guess, the effects that you've seen on the roster and then potentially in the recruiting class a little bit more here in a second from these these firings that you've seen. But first, uh, we're going to talk about our friends at Bet Online. Uh, Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at Bet Online. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. 
Also, thank you for making Locked On Northwestern your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so let's dive into um, the effects of what we have seen on the roster right now. So we know that a that a decent-sized group at this point of Northwestern players have hit the transfer portal. We talked about some of them earlier in the week. Since we have talked last, you have seen the addition of Austin Firestone. Uh, he's... The just a freshman here at Northwestern, he's hit the portal, and Jason Gold Jr., a pair of defensive linemen, have hit the portal. So now that brings you to a group where you can talk about the the effects that that this these firings have now had on the roster because the sample size is now out there. You have two wide receivers. You. You got rid of Dennis Springer, and now two of your wide receivers have hit the portal in Malik Washington and Wayne Dennis Jr. And obviously, Malik Washington is a much bigger loss. Um, it's it's a bigger because of the production that he had compared to Wayne Dennis Jr. But I mean, both of those are going to be felt, if not Wayne Wayne Dennis Jr.'s. Um, transfer out is going to affect the depth at the receiver position, a position that past Washington did not have a ton of production at all. And so that's something to keep an eye on. Do, do more receivers hit the portal? Is Northwestern able to hang on to those two, um, those two wide receiver commits as well? It's, it's all kind of up in the air right now. And, when you look at the other position coach that has been fired, you have uh, Marty Long as the defensive line coach has been fired. Well, what's the effect been on the defensive line? You have four, I believe. Um, I believe it's four. Let me double check that real quick. You have three defensive linemen in the transfer portal. Jordan Butler. Uh, who we already talked about, Austin Firestone, uh, who has four years to play, young guy brought in by Marty Long. All these guys are brought in by by Marty Long. And then you have Jason Gold Jr. All of those guys have hit the portal. Um, they, I guess they can come back if the D-line coach that is brought in is somebody that they like a lot. But right now, they're all kind of in a state of flux. And that's not the only place where we're seeing an effect. Uh, Rivals had an article this week um, about how this is going to affect affect the um, Mason Robinson, the the defensive end commit. Um, He's been, I guess, viewed as a Penn State lean before his commitment to Northwestern. And then Northwestern had a very big push. And now I believe he is uh, making a trip to to Happy Valley, to Penn State, to, to State College for an official visit. And there's an article up right now 
uh, on Rivals that's it's a fact or fiction article, and they are discussing is is he going to flip to Penn State? And both of the the writers in the article, um, Adam Friedman and I believe it is uh, Richie Snyderdite, both of them have it as a fact that you're going to see um, Mason Robinson flip his commitment to Penn State, which would be the first evidence that that one of these guys is going to end up, or one of these guys currently in the class that have stayed com- committed is going to end up a part of a different class. Um, and that's something to keep an eye on because, again, and we talked about it here at the beginning of the show, anytime you have staff turnover, you're going to see some sort of impact on uh, whether it's in the recruiting class or on the roster right now signs point to Marty Long's firing on the defensive line seems to be having a big effect on the roster seems to be having potentially an effect on the recruiting class. Both those things are going to be something that we're going to continue to track as this, uh, as the next couple of weeks progress. And as this portal period progresses, that's going to do it for today's episode. Appreciate you tuning in to Locked On Northwestern. Uh, thank you for making us your first listen every day for anything and everything Northwestern. We're available wherever you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. We're also on YouTube. Just search Locked On Northwestern, and you can find us uh, wherever you're listening. Make sure you are subscribed. Turn on notifications. You don't want to want to miss an episode. We're going to continue to uh, kind of pump out episodes here. Uh, and uh, yeah. Thank you for for, for tuning in. Uh, We're going to continue to um, talk basketball as they get going. The very long break has been – it's always frustrating at this time of the year for – from my perspective, just uh, whenever you're following a team and then they don't play for what feels like eight or nine days. It's it's always annoying when that happens, but they'll be back in action on Sunday. We will talk about that as well. Um, I'm your host, Carter Bird. You can follow me on social media at Carter Bird 13, and I will see you all next time.